One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Treehouse, episode 34. Cockles for breakfast with Danny Baker and me, Louise Pepper. Yes, here we go again with another three hours of fun for old and young without the slightest hint of vulgarity. Cockles for breakfast. Um, I'm going to draw a veil over why it's called that, Peps, but given we record this at 10 a.m., um, I'll, I'll let people make their own assumptions as to why I went for this particular <laughs> phrase this morning. Yeah, uh, there is plenty to be done. And uh, so uh, this, it, it, they seem to be kind of coming forward in, in our little uh, retreats. But mm. today we're going to launch, stand by everyone, the sound of World War II sirens you heard earlier this morning <laughs> is because we're going to attempt to incorporate a phone call <gasps> in this show. <laughs> I know. It's replete. replete Once again, we did a test run yesterday and it worked perfectly, so nothing can go wrong now. I sat out the test run. I said, surprise me. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But uh, uh, welcome, everybody. There's plenty to be done. But uh, uh, as usual, we uh, look uh, hither and yon to find the um, the anniversaries that uh, mm. are the mainstream media. Uh, the fraudcasters, uh, we we. <laughs> I've actually heard that term. <laughs> yeah, I don't tell the mainstream media. Uh, the fraudcasters, I call them. I actually, I actually heard that exchange on something I was listening to, and it wasn't a script. They actually called them that. Oh. Uh, anyway, uh, the, the the big thing about today is it's it's um, uh, Walter Hunt who came up with the safety pin. Now, well, you know. Oh. Other Fair play. All of that. Uh, he always did plenty. He made so many things. I wrote down. He, I like inventors who just keep inventing. Mm. <laughs> He's mainly known, mainly known for the safety pin, but he also uh, uh, came up with the initial design of the fountain pen, uh, oh. a, a nail-making machine, the streetcar bell. Clang, clang, clang goes the trolley. There's your Walter Hunt. The sewing machine, the swivel cap stopper, the street sweeper, the repeating gun mechanism, and the ice boat. Any one of those oh, no. would be well, pretty became, substantial. The ice boat became the ice plough. But the main thing is, remember, and when he designed the safety pin, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and various other pins, he was very big on pins. Uh, uh, when he designed that, originally it had a, uh, a little twist that kept the pin in place. The actual safety pin had a twisty bit on the top. Because anyone knows, when the safety pin, unbeknownst to you, comes free of its mooring, and the actual pin is, when you find out about that as you sit down... <laughs> I've, oh, I've got a gut like a tea bag. Because I just sit down, there's one in my in my jean. Bang! 
When you, that, well, of course, that, you survived the punk era where they exactly. were... Exactly. And the only thing I still have and people who stop me in the street and ask me, I always, when I find safety pins, and I find them all over the place because, um, well, we have a lot of dry cleaning, and uh, 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 and, and I put them on, on the, one of my belt loops, and I sometimes have about 30 <laughs> joking, well, asking for trouble. I sit down, uh, <laughs> myself, and go down like a Christmas balloon. Uh, but uh, so, uh, your, your friend Walter Hunt, and, and because I was looking at that, Peps, and bear mm. with me, everyone. We start the show any second now. Uh, I thought, well, okay, so you've got your, your your safety pin. And then I started looked at drawing pins because he had a go at those as well. Right. What a drawing pin would be invented, would you? I mean, they're very satisfying. Uh, no, I'm not talking about the ones you put in maps. I'm talking about proper tacks like drawing pins. You get them little uh, uh, boxes of them. Shaking them is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and um, rubbing them on a wall and then burning someone with them. What? This is. If you rub the big, the big flat head on a wall for ages, and then heat it up, and then put it on someone's arm. I mean, not enough to like leave a scar, but enough to you know. Well, they're working on that, but now that that pass you by. I've no idea because uh, the only wall interface I know with metal is, and, and this again will only appeal to about three people listening. So half the audience then. Uh, so uh, uh, you get, uh, especially the old pennies, the old big pennies, pre-decimalisation mm. pennies, which were substantial. Uh, and uh, you could go up to a wall or a school wall and scrape a bit of dust off the brick with the outside of the penny. Right, the dust mm-hmm. would fall onto the penny, and then you'd use your thumb and it would shine them up like you wouldn't believe they would go back to being as new it was a i don't know what the advantage of it was but you can make an old penny look new with brick (laughs) dust and now i realize we're wasting our time we should have been scalding each other (laughs) anyway so i I looked at the drawing pin and you know what i thought perhaps oh they sell drawing pins on oh i wonder if they sell drawing pins on amazon uh, long-time listeners uh, will know that we like or certainly i like to look at reviews of mundane items on amazon and see what bad reviews they get uh, so far i think we've done uh, anvils mm-hmm. we did uh, we did uh, uh, corkscrews gavels uh, what gavels gavels yes we did gavels my favorite so i looked at some drawing room reviews and i won't bog us down in this but there's quite a few drawing pin reviews for various drawing pins they sell <laughs> is on there Amazon. a broad design or it uh, you just thought it's you know it's 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 it reinventing the drawing pin but there's, there's plenty of drawing pins on there and, and some have bad reviews and I'll just read you some, uh, and you can go there. I don't make these up. Why would I? Anyway, not the best. It says under one. Not the best. Uh, then it says, and I didn't understand this because it doesn't make in- good English. But uh, it says here, these one through hole pins I bought, and the pin went into my thumb. No, no, that's 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 a cautionary tale. I think that's a user error there. Really. Under, 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 underneath it, I suggest you look further for your drawing pin. <laughs> <laughs> then under that, not for me. Sorry. <laughs> drawing pins. It doesn't you know, elaborate I have on had, that. I have had a useless drawing pin before, and I think I may know what the what the person was talking about. The pin through the middle of the broad plate. If they're a rubbish one, that will that will just come out of the broad. Does it? Platey bit. Well, let's see. You get what you pay for, Peps. If you're going to go for the cheap drawing pins, then expect to be punctured, <laughs> like leaving a safety pin in your belt loop. Uh, it, uh, this is a good one. Rubbish. I was only trying to put up balloons, not like I was trying to put up something heavy. <laughs> That's all that's written there. Uh, and then the last short one is, I have never written a review before, but these are absolutely awful. 
Now, these are drawing pin reviews. But, ladies and gentlemen, there is a Shakespeare among us when it comes to reviews of drawing pins. Uh, bear with me. And if we put any stately music behind this, uh, Phil, when we come to uh, add the music to this broadcast, I suggest we put it behind this. Because if you'll bear with me, and the show will start on the other side of this, this was somebody's review of drawing pins they'd ordered on Amazon. Here we go. As soon as I started putting my pins into the walls, the problem started. If you look carefully, one can see the middle of the pin head outlined slightly. This is a warning sign. I never knew that I needed a warning sign. Now, my walls are quite hard. However, other pins are designed dif differently with no separate middle. Never in my whole history of pushing pins into any of my walls, and that's over 10 years, by the way, have I had a brand that came back at me like this. As I pushed into the wall, naturally with a lot of force, the force was my undoing as the middle part broke and the sharp stick was now fully exposed and went straight into my finger. Thankfully, all those pins can cause pain. That pain will subside, so I'm not making a big deal of this. Also, given the unpredictability and my naivety at the beginning, believing it was just a few faulty pins plus my desperate need for pins for various uses i kept trying the rest around half broke in the wall attempted to embed themselves in my hand each time the other half were fine by the way i never noticed any comments regarding this when i ordered so i'm confused as to whether my batch was extremely faulty or not I would have stopped after the first 10 had I not then gone through a phase of safe pins before altering once again and found a few more unsafe ones. Try to find pins that have a smooth head. With these ones, you're nervous because each one could be a dud and break. So naturally, whether you have a thick skin or not, laugh, uh, these are pa uh, potential to harm when used incorrectly, never mind using them correctly and in the intended manner. So as safety is one of my top concerns for everything that overrides anything else, I would say, with an item like this, its only plus could be to keep items on the wall, but they don't do that. And it's getting to that stage, which is the problem. Ladies and gentlemen, put applause on that, I think, there, Phil. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody's day was so busy that wrote a six-paragraph review for some drawing pins. Hooray for Amazon! That's our best yet. That's our I, best I think we have another game, which is where we order a pack of those drawing pins and see whether we get good ones yes. or bad ones. Yes, and let's face it, we're only putting up balloons. We're not putting up something heavy. <laughs> Where's that horse's head we bought? Yeah, put it up in the wall. Just put your drawing pins in there. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you've not heard the show before, then this this poppycock is pure. Oh, we own only the finest, purest poppycock, like a seven paragraph review of drawing pins. What are we doing today, Peps? Uh, number one, what have you slept through? Mm -hmm. Number two, notable career changes. Number three, evidence you may have lived before. And number four, born in neither home nor hospital. OK, and we've got plenty, uh, tr some tremendous emails on all kinds of subjects. But again, if you are joining us then uh, for the first time, then any of the subjects remain open and there's plenty going back over. How many shows now, Peps? 36? This is 34. 34, uh, 34 shows. So, uh, uh, what do you give us something from over your end? Pat, well, we'll you... I'll do things you slept through, mm -hmm. um, as that's one of the topics. And mm -hmm. we outlawed um, the hurricane of 87 because a lot of people we found and, slept of, and, and heavy metal bands, you know, yeah, we, exactly. we, don't, we don't want a, a lot of those. So. But um, with this one, it's from John. Mm -hmm. I'm an army chaplain. Mm -hmm. And back in 2006, was on a tour of Iraq. My battalion was based in a once glamorous Art Deco hotel in central Basra, with once glamorous being the operative word. Midway through a difficult tour and undoubtedly tired, I headed up to my bed space. The rats and mosquitoes were quiet for once, and I finally had some well-deserved zeds. <laughs> 
The next morning, <clears throat> fully refreshed and ready for another day, I strolled into the cookhouse for breakfast, where everyone looked very tired. Turns out there'd been a mortar attack on the building in the middle of the night, which had then been followed by Operation Wide Awake, which ensures that everyone is safe and accounted for and takes several hours. I'd slept through the whole lot. <laughs> John doesn't mention that he's not offended that nobody came to check he was Operation Wide Awake either. Uh, but, well, uh, we've had a, a couple, I'll get round to them, of people from the war who were... Uh, uh, the, the actual Second World War, whose, whose babies slept through things, and you know, they're very worried. And I'll, I'll bring us one of those later. But an actual mortar attack on the building he was in. <laughs> Did you in the Iraq War? Do you sleep well, Peps? Are you a deep? Uh, no, no. I'm a terribly, terribly light sleeper. Someone sneezes up the road, and I'm like, oh, that's it. I'm done. Oh, I'm uh, awake now. Oh, that's uh, it. No, uh, uh, I'm oh. pretty good. And uh, and I tell you what, I, uh, one gift I've always had. Uh, I, I don't worry in the middle of the night. When does oh. she'll, she'll, she wakes up? Oh, she, you are blessed. She runs through things. She oh. runs through things. And, and she... I write myself notes going, right, that's it tomorrow morning. I'm sending an email and it's going to say <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I get up and go, what on <laughs> <laughs> No, I never. I know people who rerun arguments all night. Why oh. do that? It is. It is three o'clock in the morning. What can you possibly do about it now? Why are people do that? Wrestle with problems, uh, write out emails, or even correct up why I should have said when he should have said. Write Amazon reviews for drawing pins. <laughs> No, I don't waste my time. You're quite right. I do the Amazon <laughs> reviews for uh, for drawing pins. All right, let's uh, get something over this end. I've got slept through uh, an air raid. This is about the other week. I was saying about um, what lines were you given at school? No drug oh, yeah. references, please. I don't know if they. I think you can still give lines, can't you? That's not a cruel and unusual. I don't know. Punishment. You know, I'm, I'm sure, sure they do. Otherwise, what constitutes a, a punishment in a modern school? A glowering detention, or... isn't it? Can you now? You can't do detention, can you? Can you do? They still detention? get detention, don't they? I don't think they do. No. I, 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 that was always the drag. I didn't mind getting caned. I got caned. You know, and the thing is, uh, as I used to say on the live shows, forgive me if you say it, and this may be contentious, I know, but um, and you hear a lot. I'm quite rightly, if anyone came near any of my kids with a, a cane, I'd have been up the score, as they say. I'm sure you will. But the one thing you never hear about corporal punishment at schools, it was tremendous amount of fun if your mates got it. Uh, if, <laughs> if somebody else got it, it was tremendous fun. You know, if they, if they said it at our school, Burridge, come out here. And you go, oh, and it all go, cane him, sir. Here's you, a show. You or you'll be next. And you had to watch your mate getting whacked with a stick. It was tremendous Ooh. fun. Yeah, that was, was gone this... by my day. No. I don't know if they can do lines because don't they all get given iPads now? Do oh, they actually course, write yeah. anything? Oh, that's absolutely true, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know what constitutes punishment at a normal school. Uh, when you got, See, when you're kind, you know, there it is. Of course, other people react differently. Was it your backside or your hand? Both, both. Oh, you can get both. Oh, uh, the, 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 the old rear end uh, can accommodate it, and I'm sure it, it plants seeds for later in life. Not a stone's throw from where I sit right now. Someone's paying good money for that. But uh, on the hand, that, that was pretty, you know. You, but the, if, if you got detention, that was a drag. If, if, if given the choice, I don't know if it's a possible thing, if they, they'd have said, do you want to take, uh, you know, six of a cane or do lines for half an hour? Six of a cane, please, and I'm out there. Oh, really? Over I'm and done out with. the door. Tell, because that's why they can't do it now, I suppose, because you'd get the lonely old bus home. You'd, mm. you'd get to be about three or some going in the other direction. So I suppose they can't do that now. But detention, that was a drag. 
That was a drag. Or they made you stay in through lunch. That was a, that was another punishment. Didn't mind that. Didn't mind that. I used to write mm. stories. Uh, but, but here from Alan is this is a tr- uh, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly what lines should have been and, and were. He says you asked about lines given out as punishment in school in about 1964. Mr. Frisbee. Mr. Frisbee Mr. arrived at... <laughs> See, this would have been the era before Frisbees. He would not survive Mr. Frisbee in these days. There was no Frisbee in 64. Nobody knew what a Frisbee was. I mean, he obviously had a nickname. But now... Oh, uh, Mr. Frisbee, anyway. I'll start it again. You asked about lines given out as punishment at school. In about 1964, Mr. Frisbee arrived at West Hartlepool Grammar School trying to teach me maths. After admonishing me for talking in class, something that was much frowned upon in those far-off days, Mr. Frisbee said, Right, Douglas, come here. Write this down. Obedience is the fundamental foundation of all successfully organised organisations. Have you done it? Yes, sir. Well, write it out another 199 times and show me tomorrow. I would have great difficulty today quoting you any poetry learned at school or any (laughs) any scientific equations. But 56 years later, I'm still aware that obedience is the fundamental foundation of all successfully organised organisations. From Alan. Now that is it. When the teacher had showed, uh, uh, you know, uh, probably people wonder what Bart Simpson's doing at the beginning of The Simpsons on the (laughs) Yes. But uh, that kind of thing was absolutely brilliantly done. Something from you, Peps. Well, on the, along those lines, Alex has uh, his uh, solution for that. Did Danny Louise, in secondary school, I got lines all the time. Looking back now, I wonder if it was conspiracy by all the teachers. Every teacher gave me lines at one time or another other than PE. I got lines so often, I developed the two-pencil technique. <laughs> where I held two pencils at the no. same time, halving the number of lines I actually wrote. I had to do them in pencil because the hexagonal shape held them together better. In time, some teachers started to smell a rat, asking why it was in pencil. So I had to move to ink. Biros were no good because they stuck to the page and you couldn't write fast enough. So I tied two fountain pens together with a rubber band. Very elegant lines. (laughs) However... The teachers either sussed what was going on or became more cruel and started dishing out lines where each line went over two lines. Uh-oh, OK. Not to be outdone, I developed the three-pencil technique. No. The middle one was positioned not to touch the actual paper. So the, I would write the first line with a dummy pencil, leaving a gap, and then move down to the second line, leaving me with two lines of two lines each. Really? I could crack these out in no time at all, and it brings a tear to my eye to know how cunning I was, age 12. That is brilliant. And, see, and that's where this reward should lay. But never mind these dullards. You know, they might be the brightest kid in the school. But if you're writing lines out one at a time, then the teacher should look at him and say, there's, there's our ace. There's the kid we should nurture. I never knew our future Alan Sugar. You used to see that in the Beano and stuff when people did lines. They had these elaborate contractions. Uh, They they did. They looked like clothes horses. With concertina, yes. Yes, they were concertina. They could. Uh, Only two things were worth concertina. Well, three if you include the concertina. Uh, But there was you had your lines writer and your boxing glove on the end of an extended concertina thing. That's that. You you bought me that gun that says bang with a flag. Oh yes. But if anyone has tried it yet, no, I'm saving that for the Christmas special but um, but if anyone has a concertina boxing glove uh, on the end of some kind of pressurised oh, handle I would love please. to hear from you uh, here's a quick one from again the other week and a good correspondent Julian Shea Julian uh, 
gets in touch because the other week I think I said something about moon rock. I must have done. I can't remember what it was now. Mm. Uh, but I said there's loads of it about, or not loads of yes, it. Yes, 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 you said it's everywhere. Uh, and you were surprised that Moon Rock was not just mm. all locked up in NASA. But uh, Julian gets in touch and says, this is a story he read, and he passed it on. Uh, it says, a new investigation into the disappearance of 184 Moon Rock segments from the US Apollo 11 and 17 missions 43 years ago has claimed one of the most valuable items may be lost inside Dublin's Dunsink Dump. A, a facility better known as a graveyard for items like used nappies. The BBC reports that as a part of a major public exercise, public relations exercise, President Richard Nixon sent pieces of the rocks to all the US states and 135 nations, including Ireland. A piece of Irish rock was placed in Dunsink Observatory for safekeeping. How, however, after a serious fire destroyed the facility in October 1977, the item was lost. While other segments are based at the Natural History Museum, it is now believed the missing Dunsink piece may be hidden under four decades of rubbish because in the wreckage, when all the stuff was there, all the rubble was taken off to the local dump, it is believed the piece of the moon <gasps> went with it. No. How about that? Said, said, uh, what about this old burnt bit of rock? Yeah, exactly. Chuck that. It was only afterwards we realised that a bit of moon rock could not be found, said a representative. If we had any perception of the rock's value, perhaps all the debris would have to be sifted by archaeologists and it might be found. It's a very big dump, I'm afraid. It's worse than a needle in a haystack. You would never find it. But apparently it has a value of like half a million. <laughs> no. Yes, and it's in Does the, it? Yeah, and any listeners who want to get down there, yeah. Yeah, because it's a well, it's a, it's a piece of moon rock, but it's a, it's a particularly good one, and it was sent out by Nixon, and now it lays under all the landfill. That's a tremendous thing, Julian, who also told us as a PS, and I've got to check this out. Um, let me put that another way. I want somebody else to check this out. That in Spandau Prison after the war, mm. where uh, both Rudolf Hess and, and uh, Albert Speer leading Nazis were incarcerated, uh, Hess, for the rest of his life. In Spandau Prison, they one of the guards who looked after Hess and Speer, he sent me the news item again, he sends me these things, was a young soldier from Manchester called Bernard Manning. Oh, come off it. Bernard Manning guarded no. Hess and Speer in Spandau. No. Yes, yes. No, I'm have, not having it. We have no reason to doubt Julian. Let me put that another way. We have every reason to doubt Julian, but I actually looked it up and it, it seems to be true that Bernard There's Manning... There's a film waiting to be made. Was a nut... Was, You're was, the man to write it. He was... <laughs> he actually uh, kept Hess and Speer in their cells at Spandau. Now, you know, there are other podcasts you throw a rock at you and you hit six people hit doing podcasts you're not going to get this kind of breadth this kind of breadth on any other program uh i think we've got to take an advert break now and when yes. we return after this advert break <laughs> tautology after this advert break for commercials uh when we return we hope to do our very first uh, vinyl golden shot. I sit in my record room here and record it, and, and thank God for this record room. See, when, after all these years, it has use. Uh, and uh, I'm surrounded by about 12,000 LPs. And I uh, want somebody on the phone, and what they're going to do is guide my finger. They can't see me. They're up, down, left, right. And they will fire, and we'll see what LP they choose. Now, if that, that hasn't got, uh, you know, Richard Osman looking up copyright at the moment and patents, I don't know what. We'll be right back. Good morning, everybody. It's the Danny Baker Show, radiating out across the airwaves. 
Come the sunshine or the rain, come aboard the Danny train. We'll kick our slippers off and throw our cares away. What better thing to do than have a jolly jape or two? Don't touch that dial, there's nowhere else to go. Come and join a happy session, wave ta-ta to the recession on the Danny Baker Show. Take it away, Danny. Well, welcome back, everyone. And uh, um, if you look uh, to the side of you, that thing, just at the side of you there, with fiasco written all over it, that's our new game we're just about to introduce uh, because it requires uh, not only me and Peps, which I remind you, it took six weeks to get up and running somehow. Uh, uh, we're going to now start playing in phone calls. And that means, everyone, we're a heartbeat away from resurrecting the sausage sandwich game. <gasps> if we can do this, if we can do this. See, see I, here's the thing, Peps, before we meet our first caller, turn it to Michael oh. Miles, uh, before we meet our first contestant, uh, I, I, you know, I flicked through some of the, I don't listen to many other podcasts, I'll be absolutely honest mm -hmm. with you. But it seems to me that every other wretch out there discuss, you know, discussing the making of ball bearings or the Groundhog's back catalogue has about 20 people all talking on it. No problem at all. Here we are. <laughs> the, the, the might of something else and, you know, trained at the BBC behind us, all sitting here saying, I wonder if we can get a phone call. That would be terrific. But here we go, everyone. Join hands. Start the World War II sirens all over Britain so there's quiet because we're going to try and do our very first ever a vinyl golden shot. I'll explain what that is in a second, and then we'll get back to the hoopla. But can we get on board, Anne? Hey, Anne. Hello. <laughs> well done. Well done for that lovely little pause before it. I was I was this far away, Anne, from going, there, there you go. What can you do about that? Uh, there, was, and... there was a voice. There was a voice, Danny, telling me I was now on muted, and I was listening to that. That's why there was a pause. <laughs> Well, you know, they, 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 let's hope it doesn't return during this because the whole thing is a heartbeat away from being a seance anyway. Uh, <laughs> but this, this is tremendous. We can launch the fireworks from the roof of my house. We now see clear daylight in our progress. Uh, and uh, uh, it's very good of you because I put on my Twitter feed, I'm going to play this ludicrous game. It's just I sit here surrounded, as you can imagine, as you know, Anne, by thousands and thousands of records. Um, and so the game is, I'm going to point directly in front. You can't see the records. And you can tell me to go left, right, up, down, uh, you know, within sort of 30 seconds. Don't rush it. And we'll see, see what record you've chosen. Now, there is no prize here yet. Like the old sausage sandwich game, you will get my very best wishes. But we'll see what you think of your choice. What, what as they said on Take Your Pick, what prize have you got thoughts on? And what would you like to choose? I'd, I'd quite like it. I'd quite like to be able to choose a record. So if a record came out that I really liked out of your collection, I'd like, mm. not necessarily that one, but... Already, you're picking apart the game, man. That, that's I what am, it is. <laughs> don't get it. No, you she don't wants get to it. take it home. That's what you she don't get it. And, and believe me, <laughs> no, and, and believe me, it will be a record. There are very, yeah. very, very few Etruscan vases on these shelves, <laughs> or yeah, even Yeah, no, I know poodles. it will be a record and, and not a mm. vase or something like that. But who I would you like? The prize could be. I could, I could have that record as my choice. Oh, I see. Well, I yeah. tell you what. In a few weeks, and whisper this, uh, we're actually going to do some uh, t-shirts, uh, sap t-shirts. You, you, you become an honorary sap anyway. And oh, and the LP God. goes against your name once we you know if you ever uh, once we get this apps thing organised and, and we're early days only thirty six shows in um, uh, and there'll be a little thing next to you saying the album you got 
you see. Now, That's if brilliant. you had to give, give us some examples of things you'd like it to be. Um, you were playing something, I think, last night, and I thought I'd really like to play um, Neil Young's Harvest right now on my LP, ah. but it's gone missing. Well, uh, <laughs> and, people and want, it's really annoying. On, on, um, on Twitter. On, on Twitter, I did say that I was going to uh, show over the next 30 days the, f the 30 albums I had originally in my record collection. I had about 30 albums, and I said, because what we don't do anymore is play a record all the way through. Nobody does that, you know. It's been destroyed by playlists, and I'm just as guilty as anyone else. But the mm. other day, uh, uh, Robert Ch uh, Rob Chapman on uh, uh, Twitter said, I just played Pink Moon by Nick Drake all the way through, like you used to. And... It's almost like they knew what they were doing. I didn't break it up. For, <laughs> and I did it, and it was, and I played after the gold rush last night on Twitter, and uh, that, that was exa exactly. So Harvest would be your choice, would it? Just because I've, I haven't played it for a long time, obviously, and it's gone missing. I've got a, a weedy little record collection of LPs compared with yours, but, um, but oh, they're, they're nice in alphabetical so. order. Which is bad. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, That's the only way to do it. So Danny Kelly does it in genre. Danny Kelly does it in genre, N. In genre. Oh, well, Come I on. wondered. Um, but I, no, I, I mean, it, it does mean you've got some weird things together because they're not just, you know, they're things that have been picked up over the years. So there's some odd things together. So, um, for well, instance. What, what, what else have you section, got in there apart from Neil well, Young? The what section else have... is, is got Derek and Clyde live and then Barbara Dixon. Brilliant. The soundtrack from Blood Brothers. <laughs> what bedfellows? <laughs> Barbara Dixon and Derek and Clive. That is a that that you you you're an honorary sap just for having that. But that's a that's a wonderful chapter. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I think the next level is you now play the Golden Shot with Anne's record collection. No, no, I was going no. to think. <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, let, let's let's see if this can hobble first. Yeah. Uh, now here's before, and I know everyone we're going to get this done in two minutes. But remember, the old sausage sandwich game used to go on for a good half hour. We're so thrilled to talk to someone. We used to hold. We used to hold up the BBC eleven o'clock news for the sausage sandwich game because the nation was have got, got to find out how this turns out. Uh, anyway, but that that will return. But I uh, I must make a caveat and do full disclosure here i mm. sit in this record room surrounded by just about ten thousand records and about six thousand singles in front of me uh but upstairs is another uh, room and that has in all my beatles bowie crosby stores national young steely oh. dan etc so oh. we've got the it's, it's, it's a ten thousand lp romp it's still a ten thousand lp romp but uh, unless i get remote and we will and i'll go upstairs we're gonna have to deal with those or if you want to choose one of the singles in front of me, that's got everyone in. That's got every single oh, artist. Oh, so album or first... single, Anne? That's the first decision. Album or single. Anne, what do you want to go for? Album. You're going to go for an album. All right. Mm -hmm. And the second caveat, I'll, I'll stop looking like that, the rest of the audience. We're enjoying this. <laughs> second caveat is the uh, lead on my headphones is only about two feet, whereas <laughs> the shelves are about 11 feet. So I may get a bit strangulated and off my head time. <laughs> right, and here we go. Uh, okay. uh, Phil, find some uh, appropriate music to this. I don't know who's stealing that. Oh, no. Oh, look at that. See, here's the problem. This is why we should go back to the BBC. <laughs> I've just looked round, Anne, and my chair has been on top, because I kept all my records of someone on the floor, of a Greg Orman album. It's not broke. Oh. It's not broke. Oh, it's my word. I've been sitting on Greg Orman all this time. <laughs> um, uh -huh. Just like Cher. Um, so, um, well, I'm uh, briefly. Uh, I'm 
Well, here we, here we go then, and and uh, yeah. if, if, you may get three pops at this if the first one is underwhelming, and until you say, "Yeah, I'm satisfied with that." So here we go. What a game! Okay. Standing up, and I'm pointing dead in front of me. You say up, down, left, right, uh, and you know, luxuriate. Ain't costing anyone everything. Here we go. It's up to you, okay. and and go. Up. Stop. Left. Stop. Fire. Really? Oh. Yeah, okay. Could have gone further. I could. But I was frightened you'd it... end up on a wall or something. I don't know. No, I no, no. There was a good lean. He had the a good first, lean. The first right. album you've chosen yeah. was Judy Collins. 1969 album, Reflections, or oh, Recollections, I'm sorry. Uh, pack up your sorrows, tomorrow's a long time, early morning rain. Not bad. Yeah. Turn, turn, turn. Oh, lovely. Well, and, 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 and just so you've got a choice, once more, please, Anne. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Off you go. Right, from, are you in the middle again? Yes, I am. What do you think? I'm just right, crouching right, down. No. I, 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 can, I can go lower. Do you want me to go lower? Uh, no, no, right, no, 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 no. Bullied. Oh, go on. Uh, right. Stop. Wet. Yeah. Down. Stop. Ooh. Left a bit. Stop. Up. Ooh. Stop. Fire. You have selected Genesis Trespass. Now, the Genesis album from 1970, Trespass, on the original Charisma label, with the inserts, is worth about £300. Your Judy Collins album is worth about five. But <laughs> which one would you play, actually, there? Um, I've got some Genesis albums from from sort of oh. early on in in here. Um, oh. People bought them for this, me, this. and actually they're not bad. But but I mean, in spite of money, Judy Collins' voice. I mean. I think I'm well, more likely to play that. You're absolutely right. And I'll tell you, and thank you for playing the inaugural, the inaugural. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do one more thing. I'll shut up, everyone. We're going to get back to the hoopla in a minute. Uh, we'll, we'll edit this beautifully. Uh, uh, I'm going to point at me singles. As quick as you like, what single do you want? Ready? Go. Left, right, go. Oh, no. they're, all, they're all in little PVC sleeves. I've gone right down the side of me nail. Okay, here we go. And there's the single you have chosen. Oh, okay. The single you have chosen is The Who. Anyhow, anyway, anyhow, anywhere. It's worth about 20 quid oh. on the Brock label. That's not a bad haul. I've no. just figured out how this works. Your total <laughs> haul, your total vinyl haul, and comes to uh, 300. 310, 330 pounds. You're at the top of our board at the minute. So the oh. on the you are 330 pounds. Anne, at the beginning. Thank you. Applause on that. So, Anne, Thank you very uh, much. Advice, we'll send you a SAP t shirt, but at the moment, nobody has played this better. And Anne just quotes one 330 pounds worth of vinyl. You happy I'm, with that, Anne? I'm, I am giddy with that, Danny. That's brilliant. Oh, <laughs> well, bless you. 
<laughs> Bless you. And I'll speak to you again on Twitter, my friend. And thank you for playing the inaugural, get ready for a fanfare, the inaugural vinyl golden shots. Thank you now very that, much. Thank you very much, Anne. That's brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. What do you reckon, Peps? I think that's a goer. It's got some legs, isn't it? I'm glad I thought about that accumulated value thing at the end. That's all right. Some people, when you buy the box sets of these programs and the extra disc says, hear the pilot of the uh, Golden uh, Shot uh, Vinyl, you just heard it. <laughs> so that's all. You're getting it, you're getting it in this one. Uh, yeah, that's good. So what happens now if you uh, get in touch with us and uh, say you want to play it, you get two albums and a single and the accumulated value will give us a leaderboard. And Anne's right up there with 330. I think it's quite exciting, that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that noise, that uh, non-committal noise you just made, Peps, uh, on behalf of the audience. Oh, I think Anne, Anne was the perfect demo because she did it absolutely right. Yeah. The left, right, up, down and fire. I yeah, think well, there's very little I'll else just, in the game. I was trying to remember the value the value of the one I got when we did the demo because I think I beat Anne's you total. Got, you, no, 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 you didn't. The, the, uh, no, you've got to actually fill Colin's first group, the Idol Race. Which ah, is that was it, yes. 20 quid. This okay. Genesis Trespass, mint condition. Oh, yeah, now, now you're talking. Uh, so uh, here we go again, everyone. Back to the usual programme. What have you got over there, Peps? Um, this is from Dave. This is Things You Told Your Kids. When I heard this subject come up, I had to share a couple of things I told my two little girls, or two girls when they were little. Firstly, we were, for a long time, waiting for the delivery of our own shark, who was going to live in our <laughs> bath. They asked me every day if it was coming. I had to keep telling them it was delayed. Secondly, I told them strictly never to touch the button on the wall in the hallway, as that is what we used if we wanted to move house. The numbers on it were for where we wanted to move to, and the house would simply rise up out of the ground and float to our new location. Oh, well. I loved it the next day when I caught my youngest on the bottom stair, desperately trying to stretch and press it because she wanted us to move. I told her it only worked with my fingerprint. It was a couple of years before I admitted it was a central heating thermostat and not a moving button. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? And what a beautiful thought. If I don't originate that into a children's book, then I'm not half the person I think I am. You could push a button, your house floats up in the air to its new location. Anyone who's ever moved would think, oh, we'd all be in the hay then, wouldn't we? <laughs> that could happen. Uh, just going back to the earlier thing of uh, what have you slept through, it's mm. the PS on this. Sometimes people just add a, a, a for-nothing story. And Brett who gets in touch, does that. I mean, the, the, the original communicates fine, but well, listen how he goes on. You ask, what have you slept through? A few years... Well, how about next door being on fire? A few years back, I was living in a semi-detached house on a sleepy road. You know, it's like in the depths of winter. You go to work in the dark, come home in the dark. You don't see your house in daylight except for the weekend. Well, one Saturday morning, I pop into the garden and see my neighbour looking at his burned-to-the-ground garage and heavily blackened house. I asked him what had happened. I think he thought I'd gone mad. <laughs> According to him, apparently there were three fire engines and two police cars, and, and but, but both the shed, both the garage and the house were ablazing. Most of the residents were out on the street for a large chunk of the night, and there was lots of excitement. Me? Not a thing. Now, that's from Brett. He puts, P.S. By the way, my old boss killed Oliver Reed. Now, <laughs> right? So, obviously, I, I thought, well, I hope there's more to this, and there is. Long time ago, one Monday morning, my boss came into work all excited as he'd been sent on a detachment to work in Malta and stayed over the weekend for a bit of a holiday. 
Over a cup of tea, he recalled, said he met this actor in the hotel bar on a Saturday night and went on an extended bender with him, promising about going to the premiere of his new film that became firm friends. He was playing a gladiator in it or something, and it was that bloke, he said, you know, the one who's always drunk on chat shows. My colleagues and I looked at him. Oliver Reed? Yes, Oliver Reed. Yeah, yeah, he's great, great. I'm going to go to his film. You do know on the radio this morning they said he had died. <gasps> Panic, confusion, a weird atmosphere at work that day because we were now working with the man that killed Oliver Reed. Now that is, if there's a grain of truth of that, and I think there is, I think that's uh, that, that's something. I mean, it's the whole me and Bob Marley story thrown in a sharp relief. There's the <laughs> fellow who went on the bender with Oliver Reed, which, yes, did result in his demise. Uh, by the way, I don't, you've seen the famous Aspel uh, yes. Uh, thing where Oliver Reed's on there with his shirt hanging out with a uh, mm. huge jug of vodka and orange and all of that. I think that was false. I was there at the time. I was there uh, on a weekend at the time. And I know for a fact that Oliver Reed, who turned up with his brother, or certainly, uh, uh, I think it was his brother, he turned up and was put in his dressing room like they do on television. How about this, everyone? You're getting this straight from the horse. Uh, like they do in television, put him in his dressing room, Peps, some two hours before he was needed there. They mm. do that in telly and yeah. you know, other business. They get you there very early. Oliver Reed said he was going to go across the road and have a drink, and they relayed this to the producers who said to the researcher, go back and tell him, no, you know, we don't, mm. go, we don't go out the building. And he felt like a child. I know exactly what he feels like. I, too, have attempted this. So I'm not going to get blotter. I'm just going to go over the road rather than sit in here. And they said, tell him we can send him some drinks down so he sat in his dressing room with his brother and had a few cans of beer uh, but then his brother went out and you know he might have bought a, a vodka or something and they found out about it and they confiscated this vodka this is the true background story to this Oliver Reed thought alright if they weren't drunk oh uh, okay and that jug which people presumed had a vodka and orange in and he came on acting like a drunk like an actor would play a drunk not like you are when you try and stay you know, if, you, yes. if you're drunk on a chat show, let me give you this first hand. You actually try to overcompensate <laughs> a little more, and you can tell. When someone's yeah. drunk, you think, I think they're drunk. They don't come on like he did there, the Oliver did, He did all the dancing and yeah. stuff like that, wasn't it? Yeah, and his shirt was hanging out, and he was playing an over-the-top drunk. And if you look at that interview, Michael Aspel says at one point, why do you do this? And he says, what? He says, why do you do this, you know, come on in this state and drunk? And he says, because, Michael, I have no conception of what it would be like to live in a world of complete sobriety. That is not a drunk's answer. <laughs> a drunk would say, what do you mean? What are you talking about? I... He said that. He actually answers that. Now, to me, that sent up a flag saying, you're not actually that drunk, are you? And so that most notorious incident, if you look at it, that's Oliver Reed, actor. Uh, you want drunk. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, yeah. no one turns up like that and, and then he sings Wild Thing with a band and his eyes oh, are yeah. open. He actually, if you look at it, it's probably a little bit too rich. That's an actor doing it. And saying, I see no reason to uh, constantly live in a world of sobriety, that's not a drunk's answer either. So just a little byway there for everybody else to think about. Uh, give us something from over there, Peps. OK, this is the last one, I think, so I think we need to um, wrap up. But this oh. is um, beautifully from Tom. Um, Tom and Jane, it says, um, we've been listening to the liver sausage letters, our previous ah. outing, uh, <laughs> upon which afterwards I bought some liver sausage. And we were reminded yes, that... Our... Did. Pre-sliced liver sausage. It was Come all on. they had in these Come straightened on. times. I, I added it to my central shopping. Pre-sliced. 
Hmm. All I lacked was cucumber. I remember my nan always made them with liver sausage and cucumber sandwiches. Did, did, you, did, 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 did the precise liver sausage have the plastic rind? No. You was denied no. even that simple pleasure yeah. of taking off that rind in one. Go on, anyway. And we were reminded that our nan always referred to liver sausage as liver whoosh. Yeah. She... She worked on the deli counter at David Gregg's, the old supermarket oh, chain you mentioned store, before. She called it Davy Gregg's. On digging further, we've found that liver sausage is liverwurst in yeah. German. Hmm. And as we think this was probably what was written on the wrapping, that's why Nan was pronouncing liverwurst as liverwush. Customer, I'll have four ounces of liver sausage, please. Nan, quarter of liverwush coming up. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Wurst is German for sausage. Of course it is. W U or not uh, R S T. Uh, yeah. So here's what. Here's a. Uh, this is the very last one. I'd like to uh, usurp you there, Peps. But here we go. Uh, this this ends in a in a similarly flighty mood. Nothing really about anything, which is exactly what we want. This is from uh, Andrew. In your last show, uh, named Pinkerton Snoopington, yes, we're going back even further now, uh, Pinkerton Snoopington, you mentioned the Pope, who was nicknamed the Bold. Yes, I did. It was a whole bold section there. Well, Spain has a long history of wonderful names, including the polar opposite of uh, the Charles the Bold, who we mentioned. I had to go to Barcelona for work, and it was my first time there, and I did some research. It was then I stumbled across the rich vein of names, and I learned that the modern-day city of Barcelona was once ruled by Wilfred the Hairy. Spain has also produced Joanna the Mad, Philip the Handsome, Charles the Bewitched, Ferdinand the Desired, and Isabella, the one with the sad destiny, to name a few. Whilst they may never be a true match for funny-named footballers in Belgium, that's another thread, I'm staking a claim that Spain has the best international monarch names should we have a poker hand of it. It is. How about that one? Isabella, the one with the sad destiny. Sad destiny. Oh, go and see that film, wouldn't you, Peps? All right. Well, well I don't know. To retire that or Wilfred the Hairy, I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a double feature. Wilfred the Hairy and coming soon, Charles the Bald. That's the follow-up. <laughs> so uh, that really is enough. I mean, yeah, were we here every day doing a breakfast show uh, with liver sausage and cockles? I dare say we could keep going. But that's been that. Play the theme tune there, Phil. My thanks, of course, to Louise Pepper in her cupboard on the other side of town, uh, to Phil Wilding, who uh, does all the post-production and actual concurrent production, to Josh and all the people over there at Something Else for giving us this platform. But as always, chiefly yourselves. I'll see you next week, everyone. time on the treehouse your neighbors apparently only had one record how dolls and toys have met tragic ends badly organized parties and events and the world's most house proud person even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.